0: You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. And welcome to another edition of At The Mic. I am your host, Keith Malinak. So I recently sat down with my friend Hillary Kennedy, who hosts the 4-Minute Buzz on Blaze TV. And if you aren't aware, Hillary is a big fan of UFC. So we talked about that and what it would take to get her into the ring. We also discussed parenthood, baseball cards... And some of her hidden talents as well. So let's get right to it. Hillary Kennedy, this week's guest on At the Mic. Hello, Hillary.
1: Hello, Keith. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. Okay, Hillary, you know probably from all over the place, but with the Blaze family, you know her from the four minute buzz that she does, a little news thing right at the beginning of uh, each hour of uh, Glenn Beck's radio program. Yes. And uh, how'd you get involved with that? Because you've been here for, I don't know, how many years, a few years now.
1: I- about two and a half, I think, wow. yeah. that's cool. Um, I had worked on a commercial for the DIY Network several years ago with two people who ended up working here at The Blaze. So that's kind of how I got on the radar, ah. just keeping in touch with them.
0: There you go, very cool. Well, <coughs> uh, but you're from, you were born and raised here in Dallas, correct?
1: Yep, from Dallas originally. You don't meet too many people who are anymore. Everybody's from somewhere else, because Dallas is a great city to live in. That's true. But yep, grew that's up good. here, um, whole family lived here my entire life until recently my sister and brother-in-law moved to Colorado because the traffic the Dallas traffic has gotten to be pretty bad so they're yeah. the only ones that have taken and, and ventured off but everybody's still here
0: So how many how many siblings do you have
1: I have one sister Okay I have one older sister um and we And that's who
0: just moved and Yeah she okay. just moved to Colorado Oh okay
1: um and then my mom lives here and I come from a really small family so those are my own uh, the only two living relatives that I have left oh, is wow. my mom and my sister. oh yeah. my
0: goodness. did you did you grow up in the same house? Did you move around town or
1: um i we moved twice growing up. um and I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house too. They had a, a really great house that was built, like in the early nineteen hundreds and had, like um, those cedar closets that had like false walls and they had dumb waiters and an old servant's oh, quarters. That's a cool It house. was a cool old house. So ever since I was a little kid, I've been obsessed with homes and real estate. So one of my favorite hobbies is going on home tours because I have a weird fascination with seeing inside <laughs> other people's houses. So if anyone <laughs> enjoys home tours, please call me. I need someone to go because my husband, my mom, my friends, nobody will go with me anymore because I want
0: to go on every home tour. So wait now, what's a uh, Okay. Is a home tour different than an open house? Yes. So this is like, you're talking about a fancy house where they're like, they open it up and say, hey, come here.
1: Yeah, sometimes they're fancy and sometimes they're just like these cool, unique historic homes or like these little small bungalow homes in unique neighborhoods. They usually do them to raise money for some sort of charity. I was going to ask you, what's the purpose of opening your home to strangers? Right, or to raise money for like the neighborhood, Um, but I love them so much. So I'm kind of a weird creeper that I like to see how other people... (laughs) live
0: <laughs> have you ever spent any time in charleston south carolina
1: no but i hear it's amazing oh there. it's
0: the greatest place on earth yes i bet there are some fabulous home tours there whether whether downtown charleston or the plantations and stuff
1: uh, i bet those old historic homes there are yeah. so and cool
0: and there's so much to do there that honestly you checking out all the old homes plus all of the myriad of things to do there you could spend a month uh, in Charleston and not get bored. Okay. I'm going to put
1: that on my bucket list.
0: I have got an email that, uh, Cal who used to work here one time, he and his wife were going there and he said, you usually live in Charleston. I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we're emailing back and forth. Um, and I came up with a list that I've been adding to for the last five years. And anyone goes to Charleston or is looking for a place to go and have a vacation somewhere they've never been before. And I just keep adding all these great things (laughs) in Charleston so I can just copy and paste it and send it to to me. Yeah. Yeah, We'll do it. And when you say that you were born and raised and you stayed local here, I mean, that includes college, too. You went to TCU, right?
1: I did. I'm a Horn frog. Okay. So I loved it.
0: Did you... What'd you major in over there?
1: I was a television, film, and digital media major. Okay. Um, Which, surprisingly, my mom was very supportive of. I actually started off as a theater major, and I wasn't colorful enough for the <laughs> theater major. Like, I... I enjoy live theater, but I what don't... What
0: a great <laughs> spin on that. Well, I don't sing
1: or dance. <laughs> okay. And you really need to be able to do those things to succeed in theater, I learned. I I just didn't, I didn't fit the mold. And I realized I was in one of my theater classes one day, and they had us crawling around on the floor oh. pretending to be a wild animal and giving our fire away. And I didn't know what that meant. Uh. I didn't know how I was supposed to pretend to be an animal. I just had a hard time with a lot of the the theater games and things, and I just kept thinking how much money my mom was spending per credit hour (laughs) and I was crawling around on the floor pretending to be a lion or a tiger. That is awesome. And I thought, you know, maybe I should switch my major to something else that's performance-based but not a theater major since I don't sing or dance and I'm not a good fake tiger. That's
0: funny. (laughs) I'm not a good fake tiger. Yeah, my wife Carrie is a theater major as well, and she told me about this class where they had to massage their classmates' butts with their elbows. That's so weird. And theater is a weird um, conglomeration of folks.
1: It is. and
0: it's uh, a yeah. lot
1: of colorful, fun-spirited people. There's that
0: word again. I love that. It's, yeah, there's a, a fun I was, crew. I was
1: too vanilla for theater, I think, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you always wanted to be on television and do this kind of job, right? I did. Uh, is, but you do so much other stuff. Like, uh, you're a freelancer. Like, what is some other stuff that you do?
1: Well, so I started off wanting to do soap operas. That oh, was, wow. like, my main goal, because oh. I grew up watching uh, Days of Our Lives with my mom, which, RIP to soap operas, because there's, like, two left. Right. I mean, they're all... Reality TV has replaced all the soap operas. That's.
0: I've, I've never heard it said like that, because they used to be a staple. Oh, yeah. From, from like, 9 in the morning until... Three or four in the afternoon. All my children, young and the restless, days of our lives like those were. But you're right. American TV
1: staples. Rea-
0: but reality TV has taken over, um, and then, and and those time slots during the day are now talk shows and stuff.
1: All talk yeah. shows, Real Housewives, like that kind of thing. Um, so I started off really wanting to do that because I thought, okay, that's a performance career. There's still some there's still some standards and censorship going on. So it's something my grandparents could watch, and yeah. I don't have to be. Embarrassed about what I'm working on, Mm -hmm. um, because you know there's some love scenes and whatever, but for the most part, soap operas have been pretty tame. Yeah, um, and you can make a lifelong career out of it. So I thought, well, that's what I'd like to do, and I auditioned for all my children and uh, One Life to Live a couple of times and made callbacks and went to New York, nice the whole bit, but never did book it. And I thought, well, I've got to pay bills somehow, (laughs) and when you've got a a film and television degree, like. (laughs) what do you do with it? You know, no so joke. I, I hadn't initially wanted to go into news. So I, I started working um, in commercials and then I got a job working for the Dallas stars. Hockey team as their entertainment host. So I would like interview the players and do oh, cool. all the intermission games on the ice. And then I thought, well, man, hosting and doing these interviews, doing a little bit of journalism, that's a lot of fun. Cause I'm still getting to do television, but I get to be me. So that's how I ended up mainly doing more hosting and anchoring is, working for the Dallas Stars.
0: Okay, very good. Because you've done um, like a morning show, a TV morning show. I did, I did well. a morning
1: show. It was a nationally syndicated morning show called Eye Opener. And uh, it was in a bunch of different cities, but I had to be up for work at two o'clock in the morning for work and be there by three. And <laughs> it was a ton of fun and I loved it, but we were working every holiday. So it was every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every New Year's. Uh-huh. So that's that's hard after a while, but I did that for three and a half years. and I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, and, and it would become even more difficult because uh, you have a son now,
1: so there was only one person when I worked there that had a child, and I now understand why because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have a fifteen month old son named Fox, and uh yeah, you need a lot you need sleep as often as you can get it once you <laughs> have a baby I've learned, so getting up at two o'clock in the morning for work would not work so well for me anymore (laughs) Uh,
0: no no and so would you say that's the you you have a unique background uh, as far as jobs is that the most difficult one because the element of waking up at two in the morning or have there been other stuff because I'm just looking at the list here of all the fun stuff you've been doing that's
1: probably the hardest job as far as doing three hours of live television every day starting at you know like learning your stories and getting going at 3 a.m that was probably one of the hardest jobs. Luckily, I was part of an ensemble cast. and I worked with super fun, super talented people. So that made it um, a great learning experience. Mm-hmm. But I have been uh, an ice cream scooper. <laughs> so I built up some serious muscles in my right arm doing that job.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <coughs> I gained like 15 pounds that summer. But Awesome. Um, and then I worked as... A waitress. Okay,
0: yeah. Save, save, save the most unique one for last because we really got to get into that one. Okay. Okay, waitress. Um, Where'd you waitress? Any restaurants that I, we know of or anything?
1: It was a restaurant in Colorado. So we would oh. live in Colorado in the summertime when I was growing up from May until August. Okay. And so I, I got my first job waitressing. I think I was 14. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and I think everyone should work in a service job of some sort. Yeah. Because it really teaches you how to treat people. Um. Because it's, you know, it's hard. And if the food is not right or the food is late it's not always the server's fault no. and so i've learned to really mellow about any kind of you know service snafu it's got to be really bad before so i'll complain would
0: you say that people that have worked in the restaurant business or been <laughs> waiters and waitresses um are they better tippers do you think oh or? for sure yeah. i definitely
1: am because okay. of that job
0: what um, what's the biggest tip you ever got uh working in the restaurant like what I, percent or what
1: i probably got there was a couple, Delpha and Arnie. It was their anniversary, oh. and Delpha and Arnie gave me like a thirty dollars tip one time, and that was pretty cool. Oh, that so is! If you're nice. fourteen, thirty bucks is you know, kidding, right? It's a lot of money.
0: Um, um,
1: so I did that. A waitress,
0: uh, cabin painter.
1: I in Colorado, I painted cabins one summer, which was a lot of fun, but also very hard work. Right. Um, but that paid pretty well, so that was exciting. And then uh, <laughs> I've worked as a blogger. I, I blogged yeah. for other companies, and then I have my own, so I would just blog
0: about. You have your own blog? hmm I do. Give, give me the website here. It's
1: just Hillary with one L, HillaryKennedy.com. Oh, um, and it's kind of fashion and style and lifestyle stuff, okay. and a little bit of faith and family and all that How in that often
0: too. do you update it? Because that would seem like a difficult thing to kind of stay on top of.
1: Yes, before baby, updated <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> right. Since baby, uh, usually two or three times a month. So I'm trying to keep up with it. Can you?
0: So it's got the RSS feed where you, people can be alerted or something yes, when you update uh-huh. it. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: you that's can cool. subscribe and get an update whenever so, I get something out.
0: HillaryKennedy.com. That's with one L.
1: Thank you. You didn't,
0: you didn't buy the both domains? Have it redirect, or somebody already have Hillary no. with two L's?
1: Well, it's so weird when people <laughs> go, "Oh, you know." They associate Hillary with Hillary Clinton after she ran for president. Before she ran for president, I never had anyone make that association with my name at all. Oh, wow. But after she ran for president, I had so many people. And plus my last name is Kennedy. And you have a presidential last name. I never associate my name with her name because I spell it differently. In my mind, I just don't think about our name being Mm -hmm. the same because I spell it with one L and she spells it with two. Um, I'm also not a Hillary Clinton fan. so (laughs)
0: uh, But... Any, yeah, any connection to the Kennedy family though, like the. Uh...
1: I mean, I went around telling people that quite a bit when I was a kid, and my mom was like, "Stop doing that," because I would tell people like, "Oh yes, we've been summering at Martha's Vineyard and Hyannis and all that good stuff." But yeah, she no. she told me Nick's on that because nope, no relation. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta ask you this job here. What is a circuit board inspector?
1: So the circuit boards that go in computers. I worked one summer inspecting them to make sure that all the pieces are, were where they were supposed to be. Oh, and wow. And that they, they worked properly. It was the most boring I job on the face of the planet. Uh, that And that was the summer I discovered talk radio. I listened to <laughs> uh, Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Do you remember her, uh-huh, Dr. Yeah, Laura? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, go what take they had. on the day. That's, yes, exactly. And
0: talk about your kids. Uh, how many, how old? Yep. All the catchphrases. Oh, yeah, yeah. you know all of it, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So that and Delilah, those were like the uh-huh. two that I ended up listening to that summer while inspecting circuit boards. <laughs> oh, That's
0: cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So, um, did you, did you have like a little little piece of paper inside the circuit board that said like inspected by number seventeen or oh, something? Oh, for sure. Or, oh, yeah? yeah. Like, what was your number? Uh, what was oh, your? Oh gosh,
1: I have no idea. Oh. I'll get to my memory issues in a little
0: bit. <laughs> oh no. You're, well, well, before you do that, let, well, let's let's challenge your memory issues. And go back to the morning show, the TV show that you did, right? Okay. The most difficult thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, is not only do you have to appear awake in front of an audience, but you have to appear cheerful and happy, more so for you, whereas, like, Pat and I get up at, you know, 3 a.m. or whatever it is, right. which is even later than 2 a.m. I mean, how are you going to bed, by the way?
1: I tried to go to bed about 6.30 yeah, every night. Yeah, it's insanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's,
0: I mean, time shift everything. Everything gets screwed up in your world but um see we we talk politics you know and we mock the world and and so we don't have to be in a great mood i guess you know we can just talk about how how idiotic the planet is and 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 mock accordingly but correct me if i'm wrong on your type situation with your show that you were a part of you always had to be chipper and in a good mood and yay happy happy for sure how big of a challenge is that on the
1: days that you're feeling great, not not so bad. And I worked with a lot of really fun people. On the days that you're sick, you know, maybe you have strep throat and they still need you to come in oh, and you're trying to those oh, are the tough oh, days yes. when you're just in pain and um, but I covered a lot of the fun stuff. I covered celebrity news and entertainment and lifestyle and technology those were mainly my stories. I didn't do a lot of hard news unless somebody was out sick and they needed me to fill in. I so I got to do most of the cheerful stuff, which was, you know, it's nice weather and traffic and entertainment. <laughs> like those are the things that people leave the house, you know, are like, they're excited to have that information. So yeah. it was a, it was a fun time.
0: That's really cool. So you and your husband, Jeff, who is a really cool guy. He does a uh, YouTube channel with baseball cards, sports cards, stuff like that. It's some good information from Jeff. How can people find his stuff uh, while I'm thinking about yeah, it? Yeah,
1: he's got a YouTube channel called Pack Geek, Pack. Um, and it's for mainly for baseball card or, or sports card collectors. Um, he rips these mostly vintage packs, and there's a whole contingent of people out there that love to watch someone open <laughs> sports cards to see if there's any great hits and something that's... A really valuable card and worth a lot of money. So he started doing that for fun. He'd been doing it since he was a kid, but he started filming it, and it really took off on YouTube. And so that's he's cool. got a, a great, really fun audience. He does giveaways all the time of some cool cards. So
0: and these are cards he's opening them. They're are they sent to him as gifts? Or, he buys some, and bu- then some,
1: okay. uh, like the the guy that's the head of Panini. Um, which is a big card company. He'll come on the show. He's had some celebrity guests. He's had some athletes on. He's had some other just fellow collectors that he's met. Okay,
0: And so Um, they just open them together, basically. Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. see, because I met him, let me back up. When I was in Charleston, uh, like there was an old engineer that was clearing out his office, and he gave me these boxes, about three boxes, I think two baseball card boxes, one football card boxes of almost completely full of unopened packs of cards. Oh, man. And they were from uh, like 1990, 91 era, which in hindsight, I've looked and I've seen, that was such a, and I know because I was a kid at that time collecting them, there was such a saturation of sports cards at that time that it really diluted the They're value. they that, yeah. that era, there, there was just so many. It was, you know, supply and demand. Well, anyhow, I met Jeff, your husband, um, in the middle of this process that my kids and I were finally getting around to opening these packs. These packs were pushing 30 years old, and um, we thought, I thought, let's, let's have fun. And so we were opening, each, each of me and my kids, so four packs a day for our, uh, maybe once a week, you know? That's so fun. And, and well, it was fun. However, it was just, I, I hardly recognized any of them. I thought, you know, ah, these are <laughs> lo- lame. I'd look on eBay, see what they're going for. I mean, I think literally, I think our biggest find was like a 15 cent card. I mean, it's, it's kind of depressing, right? But then I met Jeff and he explained to me, No, 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 whatever you have left. And unfortunately, we were down to about 10 packs out of, you know, whatever it was, 50 by this time. So we got about 10 packs. He said, don't open those because you could sell that unopened pack that likely doesn't have a Brett Favre rookie card or something from that era. But whoever's buying it from you down the line is going to just assume there's a great, valuable card in there. It's a great... uh, Yeah, it's a little
1: bit of a gamble. It's a treasure hunt. I mean, I think that's why people get so into it is it's a treasure hunt. And if you can kind of predict who the next big player is going to be, then you can also make a lot of money because he really invested pretty heavily in Luka Doncic and um, Patrick Mahomes Uh very early on. So those have paid off handsomely. But, you know, it's hit or miss because sometimes a player gets hurt and then you're like, well, you know.
0: Yeah, but if I – if I sell a pack of cards, I don't want to know what was in it. Don't ever tell me. Right. You know, just pay me top dollar for right. the pack and go open it in private, please. Yeah, Never tell me. Because
1: if that Red rookie is in there, yes, you don't want to know I don't that. Want to yeah, know about that's painful. It.
0: That's right. <laughs> so you guys uh, just uh, recently, you know, in the last uh, couple of years, welcomed your first son um, into the world. An adorable kid, Fox. Thank you. Tell us about him. Thank you.
1: Oh, Fox is great. He is a, a smart little cookie. He's a mm-hmm. sweet little boy. Beautiful. Um, he's, just a
0: beautiful kid.
1: He's been a lot of fun. I, The only thing that has me concerned a little bit mm-hmm. is I, I can't tell if he's going to be slightly deviant or if he's just really smart. Because <laughs> when you fuss at him for something, you know, if he's doing something that you've asked him not to do, he will knock his head against the wall or knock his hand against something and act like he got hurt. So he plays the victim so he's not in trouble anymore. And he's been doing it at his little daycare in the mornings too. If he's not being gentle with another child, he and they tell him, like, no, Fox, like you're not supposed to play rough or, or use mm-hmm. gentle hands or whatever, he'll hit his hand on something and go, oh, 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 and act like he got hurt so that he's not in trouble anymore. Suddenly he's wow. like, no, I'm the one that got hurt. So I, I don't know whether that's really smart that he's that learned manipulation uh, that early or if that's really scary
0: <laughs> wow that's interesting um, but i just
1: wonder where they because it is my first kid and i'd heard everyone say like where do they get these things where do they pick it up from you know mm-hmm. and i always wonder like he'll come home and say things or do things where i'm like well we don't say or do that where did he learn this
0: uh-huh. so oh, it's been fun he, and he's only over there just for a couple hours while you're over here
1: yep he's um, only in, there in the morning briefly he's just
0: but, a very observant kid and really absorbs stuff huh yeah he's tough we know he's tough.
1: He is tough. He, he took a tumble recently,
0: right? And uh, I know you're lamenting the scar that he currently has.
1: Yes, he's got a scar right in, <laughs> right in the center of his face. Like right on, it cuts into one eyebrow and kind of halfway between his eyes. So it's kind of a big Frankenstein scar. For now. For now. It'll get better. He yeah. may have a vanilla ice eyebrow for yeah. a few years. It's character the hair doesn't though. Grow back. It's but. character
0: because my wife Carrie, she has a scar in her eyebrow as well. But she's so beautiful. I have notice. never, no- yeah, never noticed it. Yeah, I have never noticed it. And she doesn't do anything to like hide it or anything. It, it,
1: it, she's gorgeous.
0: She doesn't be, need to. Yeah, I agree. Yes, but he he'll be fine. He'll be He's fine. just. He, some, He's a boy.
1: I've, little boys just seem so fearless. They'll just jump off anything. Yeah, <laughs> hit anything. He's yeah. got to
0: test his limits, his own limits. Yep. You know, just keep keep an eye on him because um, us boys aren't. We're not always um, thinking. at 100% and I've done some things in my life that uh, I I will say I'm lucky to be alive. You know, like I tried to peel the back of a suction cup off of an unplugged television. It was an old tube TV at my grandparents' house. I did not realize how electricity works. I still don't. And uh, and let's put it this way. When I peeled off the suction cup, just because I thought it looked cool, I came to about uh, 10 feet away from where I'd started across the living room. And, uh,
1: Keith, this is making me feel I, yeah, so much yeah, better. Yeah, I, I, I ended up you. against the
0: couch and I looked around. And my grandmother was just oblivious cooking in the uh, kitchen through the little uh, walkway there. And I, I was like, how did I get over here? All the way so across So what room. I'm saying is we learn our <laughs> lessons. Uh, some of us, not, not as well as others. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, sometimes
1: it takes a few times of being knocked across the room.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, he'll get there. We'll have scars, you know, it just happens. All right. So obviously, as a new mom you probably don't have nearly as much downtime as you once did. Correct. But when you are able to relax and enjoy yourself, what are some things that you like to do?
1: I love to play tennis. Mm -hmm. Um, I played in high school, so I I love tennis. It's a lot of fun. It doesn't feel like working out, so I enjoy that. (laughs) Um, We go to Colorado every year still. I have a really soft spot for Colorado since we would live there in the summertime, so I love to do a lot of mountain climbing and hiking and rafting. I'm not very good at fly fishing, much to my mom's dismay. My mom is just an expert oh, fly fisher. That
0: would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. In the beauty
1: of Colorado, it's such a slow yeah. sport, which I've learned you have to appreciate, but I just am not that great at it. See? Um... And then uh, again, the home tours. I mean, yeah, the home tours. Any, any spare weekend that there's a home yeah. tour, I'm out there creeping <laughs> in other people's houses. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. now, I think it, and watching UFC. And watching UFC, and we have to absolutely get into the UFC talk because you know so much about Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yes, right. That's what it stands for, mm-hmm. right? And you're a big Conor McGregor fan. I love him. I mean, you are like the go-to in this building for anything related to that sport. How did you get into that? It just doesn't... I'm sorry for stereotypes. It just doesn't seem to fit.
1: Fit? Um, Well, so my my grandfather was very into boxing. He boxed when he was young, and so he enjoyed watching it. So I would watch boxing with him growing up. Um, And then I took some kickboxing, not martial arts, but just kickboxing, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. Um, And then I realized, like, UFC is the perfect marriage Mm -hmm. of... The things that I enjoy doing myself, and I enjoy watching on TV. So, I I just feel like if somebody is not truly getting hurt, if there's no blood, why are we watching this? I, then then why aren't we watching people play chess? Do you know what I mean? That's also strategy and technique.
0: That's and awesome. hard work. Yeah. So <laughs> hard work. Yeah.
1: I I want to see people brawl because it's the purest form of entertainment. It's the world's oldest sport. Mm. So, I I mean, what I love, too, is most of these guys have a really great rapport. Mm-hmm. So, they, they come to just do the fight, get the job done, and it's a battle of wits and skill. And then when it's over, most of them are actually just good guys. pretty good friends mm-hmm. outside the ring. So, I, um, I interviewed Stipe Miocek and uh, Junior DeSant- DeSantos one time when they were fighting for the heavyweight title a couple of years ago. And I said, you know, I was asking them all these questions about their rivalry And they said, you know what? We actually really enjoy hanging out outside of the ring. We're really just here to battle it out for you know these couple of rounds, and then we'll probably go have a beer and hang out.
0: Yeah, we get in a ring and beat each other senseless, but then we're friends. And I love that. And that's kind of what guys are too, right? And
1: I exactly. (laughs) And the female fights are so much fun too because really, yes, I
0: can't stand to see women fighting each other. Oh, it's the best.
1: I mean, where else is it acceptable other than watching you know reality television? Where else is it acceptable for Uh. two? Two women to just punch each other in the face and get all their aggression out. And-
0: Are you like me where I love, I love football? I love watching it. Um, I'm absorbed in it uh, 12 months out of the year, really. Mm-hmm. But I would never play football. I wanted to growing up. But as an adult, I just couldn't see going full speed with other athletes. Let's put it that way. And I'm wondering, are you the same way? Where you like to watch UFC, or would you ever participate in it yourself? Because I could not do that myself.
1: If I didn't need my face for work, I would love to train to fight. Really? I would love to do like one cage fight. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. But I mean, your face gets damaged in the process. Uh-huh. I mean, in the same way that playing football, your brain is gonna yeah. take Impact. some hits, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I. I think it would be an awesome thing to be able to do. The odds of me ever actually doing it, probably not that great.
0: Okay. But. So you have to do one fight. Yes. One UFC fight. That's all you have to do in your life. Do you, Hillary Kennedy, want to fight a stranger? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have four options. A stranger, a real UFC female fighter, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of yours, or someone, whether in your present or past, that you absolutely despise? Which are you Ooh. going with as your opponent?
1: Man, that's tough.
0: <laughs> okay, how about this? Okay, you have four fights in your life. Mm-hmm. Which celebrity UFC, like which UFC fighter are you going to take on in the ring? Which female?
1: I would love, there are two that I really like. Um, Holly Holm is my favorite. She's known as the preacher's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just a good, kind, nice person. She's strong Christian. I mean, she just, she's just an all-around good Good girl. So I think she would be the person I would like to fight the most. Okay. Um, There's also uh, Joanna Jajerczyk. I always get her pronunciation wrong. Sure. But um, she's really scary. And so You want to fight scary? She's more my size, but she's really scary. And I think it would be fun to go up against someone and try and defeat somebody who's that intimidating.
0: Okay. So we'll give you those two fights instead of the stranger fight. How about a friend? Is there a friend that you would want to get in the ring with? A
1: friend I would like to fight? (laughs)
0: If you don't have an answer, that's fine. Honestly,
1: I would like to fight my sister. (laughs) Um, My sister is extremely fit and very muscular, and I would just like to see... If I could take her on,
0: awesome. And is there any like bitter moments from your childhood that you want to like? Uh,
1: she would rat on me all the time growing up for things. Yeah, like there was see? never. Cause so you some siblings, her. I don't know. Cause did you have any siblings? Only, You're child. only child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if your kids do this for each other, where they'll cover for each other once in a while, like they'll back each other up so nobody gets in trouble. Hmm. But my sister would never do that for me. Like, she would never be my partner in crime ever. She I, would always sell me out.
0: Yeah, I don't know that, I don't know that my kids it's cover for each other That you either. know about. Yeah, right? exactly. That's just it. That's just it. And instead, they're quick to say, all oh, right, that was, uh, right. Uh, no, what? No. Okay, so, and you may not want to answer this either. Uh, but is there any, like, I don't know, a coworker or some enemy from college or somebody that you had it in for, had it in for you, that you would love to get in the ring with? Are you going to plead the fifth? That's tough. I mean, Mm. I... Someone did you wrong.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay. I did have one coworker who shall remain nameless Uh who was a bully. I mean, just a total bully to to everybody. Mm. I mean, it was... She was the most intimidating... And when you looked at the profile of, like, a psychopath or a sociopath, uh-huh. she, she checked every box. Wow. I would like to fight her.
0: <laughs> we can do it for charity. We'll get it exactly. set up. We'll yeah, it ahead. would
1: always be for a good cause. Cook's Children's Hospital. And then, you know, we'd hug
0: after it was over, and I would tell her, like, good fight. And you would also say, that was for that time you stabbed me in the back. Exactly. Uh, okay, so you guys, um, you and your husband, Jeff, you have a uh, young fox. Yes. And you also have a couple of pets as well.
1: I have two Chihuahuas. Two Chihuahuas. They're brother and sister. We got them from a rescue organization, and they are awesome. Mm -hmm. Very sweet. Um, Tate Dogovan, who was named after (laughs) the actor Tate Donovan, which most people are like, who's Tate Donovan? But if you ever watched, um, there was a TV show. It was kind of like a teen soap opera called The The O.C., He was on that show and he played, he was Jennifer Aniston's boyfriend at one point in time. And so he was in a couple movies. Yes. So I don't know if you. I
0: knew when you said his name that I would recognize him if I Googled him. Tate Donovan. But I loved
1: him. He was one of my favorite actors. So uh, we have Tate Dogovan. (laughs) And then uh, my husband's last name is Hofer, which is a German last name. And it's double ers in his last name. So it's not spelled like it sounds. And so anyway, people always get the extra ers mixed up. And uh-huh. so we have a little
0: other so, chihuahua so name Fur-Fur-Hofer. fur fur because yeah. that's how it looked. Yeah, okay. so it was
1: kind of an inside joke. But I've learned don't name your pets after inside jokes because then you have to explain it every well, time. Well, when you go
0: to the vet, do you not just call them Tate and Fur-Fur? Or? We call them yeah, Tate and Fur. That's helpful. Yeah. yeah.
1: But so, she's not furry at all, uh-huh. which is why it's confusing. I mean, just... It, note to self don't don't uh-huh. do no, don't name your children or your pets after inside jokes
0: <laughs> yeah and you love these uh, creatures these chihuahuas have you always been a big Chihuahua fan or yes really
1: that's all we've ever had We had one terrier growing up but we always had chihuahuas hmm. which they get a bad reputation no, for being yappy and mean this and is true they are not all that way
0: This is true for 40 years of my life. I couldn't stand the thought of a chihuahua. People
1: really hate chihuahuas. Well, well, and
0: I think a lot of it is just stuff I've heard. Mm -hmm. And in college, a friend of mine lived off campus and the people next to him had three chihuahuas and they never turned off. They were out in the courtyard yapping their little heads off at their shadows and they were so ridiculously annoying and loud. And I didn't have to live there at least. I couldn't imagine having to live within such close proximity to these three annoying creatures. But one day, we had a show here that um, that was doing a thing with uh, SPCA, mm-hmm. and it was about the time we were going to get a little dog for my oldest daughter, and I fell in love. Aww. And it was like a Chihuahua-Beagle mix, but uh, I love her to pieces. She's great, and now she's now redeemed all of Chihuahuas for and, all time. And yeah. you
1: guys have other pets, right? Yeah, so
0: we have... Oh So we have that Chihuahua Beagle, and we have an older, much, much smarter dog. I didn't say that uh, Tilda, the Chihuahua, was smart. Only
1: have small brains.
0: Yeah, and and so like if she was, I say this all the time, she was like a PlayStation character. She'd have a hundred sweetness and zero rating for intelligence. (laughs) But uh, the older dog, who's a mix of every kind of dog ever bred under the sun, um, he's very smart. Tanner. Awesome. And so that's a nice little uh, odd couple. Those two, um, and Did then we have, have
1: a, a rabbit or a deer. Yeah, we have, yep.
0: So, so yep. Yeah, my youngest has a rabbit uh, named Timmy, and my son has two birds, uh, two parakeets, um, Click and Budgie.
1: Do they say words? Do your parakeets talk?
0: They're trying. He's finally spending time with them. Yes. Okay. In fact, he see he, for Christmas he got because uh, he wasn't taking the time um and and santa realized you know what it's time to get this kid a little little uh, box that you record your voice saying phrases and it just repeats all day oh, now smart. it probably drives the birds nuts and they want to hang themselves right but apparently it's starting to to uh, take effect to work oh so, that's yeah cool. that's really cool yeah okay um let's see oh we kind of we kind of talked uh Earlier about you know your your love of you were theater major mm-hmm. and you you said I don't have any talent I can't sing and I can't dance but you can sing the books of the New Testament of the Bible I can't I don't understand what that just like the titles or like are we talking about every chapter and verse No
1: not every chapter because that would be that would be actually really impressive and it would
0: be another podcast Mine is
1: slightly less impressive Yeah okay. so when I was in preschool they taught us how to sing <laughs> the books of the Bible. Um, I have the Old Testament memorized too, but it gets a little, my brain, as I'm getting older, you start thinking like, where did Obadiah fit and all that stuff. So, um, (laughs) But I can sing the New Testament, so that's one of my mini skills. Uh And then uh, I can crack almost every joint in my body. I am a big, I don't know, you may have been able to hear it during this podcast. I crack my knuckles, my neck, my back, my knees, my toes, elbows, wrists,
0: all of it. Elbows. Oh yeah. Like, you can crack your elbows on command?
1: Uh I mean they've gotta be like, you know, when you first wake up in the morning, I can okay. crack pretty much yeah. everything. But I have a, a knuckle cracking just obsession. And yeah. it's not a nervous it habit. Feels it's good. just a habit. Yeah. It,
0: it, it just feels good. It the does. neck and stuff. And then you're like, oh, that was a good one. Yes, oh. the neck. Oh yeah. Like because if you do the neck and and you get a big crack going, you're like you know? Yep. Thinking Oh, yeah, it has been a while since I've done that. It just feels so nice. It's (laughs) like
1: giving your joints a little massage. That's right.
0: I like it. So so they crack, but can they they turn and bend? I'm not
1: double-jointed. No, No, I'm not that lucky. Okay. All right, all right. I can just crack everything.
0: And so um, other than the UFC, like wealth of knowledge, the fountain that you are with that knowledge of the the, um, Ultimate Fighting Championship, Mm -hmm. um, what is something that people don't know about you?
1: So I discovered a couple of years ago that I have something called aphantasia.
0: Aphantasia, it's a word to Google.
1: Kind of like a side piece to that is S-D-A-M, which is Severely Deficient Autobiographical Memory. Um, <laughs> and I discovered this because my husband and I were talking one night um, and about a math problem. And he said, well, just do the math in your head. And I said, oh, I'm not good at that. And he said, why not? You just picture the numbers in your head and you add it up. And I said, well, you can't actually picture numbers in your head, right? (laughs) And he said, yes. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I had always thought when people were saying, picture, you know, a sunset or picture whatever in your head, I thought it was a metaphor. I didn't realize that people actually have the ability to visualize pictures in their mind. So yeah. I started doing research on it because I thought, because he said, yeah, I can replay things in my mind like a movie. Yeah. I was blown away because I had no idea that anyone had the ability to do that. I literally thought that those were all metaphors when people wow. would tell you, picture this. And then everything started to make sense why I was horrible at math word problems where you had to visualize, you know, Tom has five apples and Bill has seven and then... Uh-huh. I was always horrible at those because I could never visualize someone holding all those apples.
0: <laughs> so, oh, my um, goodness. Yeah. So
1: not being able to visualize pictures in your mind affects the way that not everyone, but affects the way I'm able to remember events in my life. So having a severely deficient autobiographical memory <laughs> means that you don't remember past events well. That's what I was going to ask you. But you retain information of things that you've learned.
0: So, so you can learn, but you can't. Okay, okay. Earlier, you referenced your uh, sister telling on you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember specific moments when that happened, or you just know ah, there's a laundry list of stuff that she did against me?
1: Mainly that huh. I, I could. If it's a story that we've told over and over and over, then I'll remember the facts of that situation, and I can remember a specific instance. But only if it's something that we've either talked about a lot. Or I have a photo of, or a video of, so I I think in facts and words, not in pictures. Okay. So I'm more of an audible learner, um, but it's it is crazy because when I when people ask me about like high school or middle school or college, I think mainly in facts, and it's almost as if they happened to someone else because mm-hmm. I can't relive them in my mind. So the the bonus to all of this okay. is that you don't retain (laughs) negative memories.
0: I was about to say, there might be a plus to this. Uh,
1: Yes, so that's a great thing. If something horrible ever happens or when someone passes away, yes, I will feel sad and devastated when it happens, but as time goes on, I'm not able to relive what that was like and and envision what happened. So that pain isn't there the way someone else experiences it. Conversely, if something wonderful happens, I can't relive that moment either. Mm. So... Unless I have photos or video, I yeah. will forget the majority of what happened.
0: Wow, wow. So I won't take this personally, but when you leave this recording today <laughs> and you go through your day, um, how long, uh, five minutes, five days, five weeks, how long till you forget what we talked about here? Like, will you be, will you, will you need to know when this gets posted so that you can go back and remember what we discussed?
1: I would say probably in a year or two, I wouldn't remember. I mean, like when we talked about I worked on that other morning show. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if that never happened Mm. because so much time has passed. I've been here for two and a half years. So much time has passed that I have a hard time remembering very specific things about working there without looking at photos or going back to look at emails or talking about stories over and over and over. And
0: I have a terrible memory, so I can actually identify with with that. Um, I don't know that I have some, some sort of um, syndrome or whatever it's called that, mm-hmm. that, that can be diagnosed. I think I just have a bad memory. And that's why my life is nothing but post-it notes <laughs> like the movie <laughs> Memento. I don't know if you know that movie. Yes. Where he has it's to write movie. everything down um, because I, I just have a bad memory. That being said, as ridiculous as this sounds, I can remember where I was during meaningless Falcons game. You know, like like my daughter asked me to randomly. She asked me who did the Falcons play on this week in 1997 or whatever, and I said it was. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't have the date seared into my brain, but I knew roughly where it was in the season. I said oh, I was the Denver Broncos, Dan Reeves' former team. Now, did you? And she remember- looked it up, and I was right.
1: Were it's, you able to remember that because you're able to visualize kind of where you were in time and what was going on then? Or were you able yes, to remember? Yes, okay. yes,
0: I know the setting. I know that I had to listen to that game on the radio in my apartment in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so that helped to. Mm-hmm. That's
1: to, how most people remember yeah. is through being I able to visualize where I was, what I was yeah. wearing.
0: In other words, if, if we went back in time right now through every Super Bowl. I could tell you where I was watching each of those Super Bowls because I can envision the setting, the location, where I was in time, you know?
1: That is amazing to
0: so, me. So that's something that you cannot do?
1: Absolutely not. Wow. Not at all. And it, I've tried really hard to figure out how to... Um, keep people's memory alive that aren't with me anymore. Like with my grandparents, I keep my grandfather's cologne in my room. That's smart. I have like my grandmother's, um, some of her makeup that she wore has a certain scent. Like that helps me remember them because as time goes on and they were people I saw and spoke to almost every day of my life. Wow! But you start to forget. And same thing with friends. I think my, I think my husband thought I was kind of heartless when we first got married <laughs> because there were people that I had been friends with a long time but if they moved away and I didn't make an active effort to talk to them regularly, Mm -hmm. I would really completely forget about our friendship and not because I wanted to. My brain just doesn't retain that information. If I don't see people regularly.
0: That's fascinating. That really is. Um, okay. So what is it? If you have a bucket list, what is something that you would want to do, um, in your lifetime that, uh, you just want to accomplish with something out there
1: i i would love to climb all of the 14ers in colorado they have all the they have a group of mountains and they're all over fourteen thousand feet so i would like to that's I, what
0: okay i wanted to ask you what does that mean 14er 14ers? yeah
1: they're all over fourteen thousand feet so i've climbed two i would like to climb the rest um, my mom's climbed like 30 something so i've got a lot of catching up to do oh my goodness um wow. i would like to read the bible from start to finish so uh-huh. i've started that this year i've I read my Bible every night, but I've never read it straight through. Yeah. Just because there's so many points in the Old Testament yeah. where you're like, of you so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat. Yeah. And you just think, ah. Uh,
0: Can I skim this part? Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. So that's why I haven't done that yet. So that's something I would like to do.
0: Yeah, Carrie, um, Carrie did that. Oh, did yeah. she really? Start to finish. That's yeah.
1: incredible. I think
0: I got to Second Kings, but that was, uh, <laughs> I don't know that it counts either because that was audiobook, you know, that, <laughs> right. that, was, that was an app <laughs> or something. To it. And I was just like, eh. I don't know. He's in a cave now. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to check out. <laughs> I think now. football's on. So I'm Yeah. Go. Yeah. Get me back to the New Testament. Right. Um, um, huh. okay. And then
1: just raising my child successfully. I think that's a,
0: good, <laughs> that's a good a good goal. That is. Raising
1: him in one piece. Very good. What is, What's one of yours?
0: Oh, my gosh. I want to get to every state. Yeah. I've been to, I'd have to check account. count. I'm around 40. Are you really? There's that, um, I've really slowed down in recent years. Um,
1: what's been your favorite?
0: Oh, uh, probably. I don't know. We spent about five days in Idaho once. I, I love. I've Always that. wanted to go. I love Idaho. Sun
1: Valley and Coeur d'Alene and some of
0: those. See, I need to get up in the uh, beautiful into that uh, Panhandle, if you will, up there where Coeur d'Alene is and Moscow, stuff like that, right? But we were in Boise. This is before kids. You can travel a lot more freely before you have kids. This is true. Um, it's kind of funny. We uh, before kids, purposefully getting bumped off flights um going to my stepbrother's wedding in las vegas we were living in houston and then same thing coming back we had that luxury so we ended up with i think a thousand dollars to spend with south with america west it no longer exists because they were giving out vouchers like candy um over the course of the next year so we spent the next year without kids going to using these my mom lived in phoenix so that was helpful but i always wanted to get to boise And Mm -hmm. so we went up there and spent about five days and just had a blast. And it actually, for a while, became my professional goal to just get a job in Boise, Boise. Idaho. But I think Boise is probably on its way to getting ruined the way California has ruined Colorado, because a lot of people have discovered that, oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, Idaho is so beautiful. The people are so nice. Everyone I've ever met from Idaho, they're Mm -hmm. just the nicest people.
0: Yeah absolutely that's cool uh i do want to i figure it'd probably be easy to because most of the states that i need to get are like above connecticut Mm -hmm. so i want to go up there in the fall take a train ride yes you know and cover like
1: like maine and maryland yes
0: i think that's a good way to knock out you know five states up there you got maine vermont Mm -hmm. new hampshire massachusetts rhode island yeah so i think that's where the little train ride
1: oh that would be cool have you been to alaska
0: Need to go to Alaska. Man, that's so. that's on
1: my bucket list, too. Yeah, Alaska. I would like to go to Switzerland, which is not in the United States, but I would like to go there one day, too. Yeah,
0: I think, I think, I think I've just now figured out the states I haven't been to. Those five, Alaska and Montana. I really okay. think that's it. So you've been uh, to Hawaii. In, in North Dakota. Yeah, so maybe that's it. Okay. Could I have been to South Dakota? Yeah, have, have been to Hawaii. Yeah, that was fun. I did that. Um, my great you haven't lived until you've taken a cruise around the Hawaiian <laughs> Islands. As a seventh grader with your grandparents. <laughs> grandparents. Yeah. So anyway, that was fun. That was actually It was actually a wonderful trip because I just hung out with these other kids and stuff that I'd met uh, on the cruise. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. New Mexico is an awesome state. Agreed. Um, yeah. It's very underrated. But uh, anyhow.
1: I agree. Santa Fe, so much fun. Yep. There's a bunch of little small towns in New mm-hmm. Mexico that are a ton of fun.
0: Taos is a very strange community, however.
1: Really? What happened to you in Taos?
0: Uh, Carrie and I went there and... Just, I mean, it is it is hippie central.
1: Oh, really? All
0: over the place. There are people that haven't bathed in months. They're,
1: it's beautiful. So, it's, so it smells great there. It's then.
0: beautiful. <laughs> it's just a strange place. Let's put it that way. This is great. I appreciate you, Hillary Kennedy, for spending time today. And I hope you can remember this. Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) The odds are that I probably won't in a couple of years, but for the next six months, this will be one of my fondest
0: memories. Thank you, Keith. Okay. Thanks so much. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your day. too. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for At The Mic Show on Twitter to connect.